Welcome to the Whistleblower Newsroom. I'm Christina Borgeson. The World Health Organization, aka the WHO, has been dictating a lot since COVID began, from how people around the world should behave, to how doctors should treat COVID, to what is and isn't disinformation about COVID. A lot of censoring of reporting is based on what the WHO says is and isn't true, and governments base their COVID treatment policies on WHO guidelines. But for a while now, a growing number of frontline physicians around the world have been putting their careers on the line to confront the WHO's stance on the drug ivermectin. While the WHO says it should not be used to treat COVID, frontline physicians are reporting that ivermectin is actually a lifesaver for COVID patients, as well as an effective prophylaxis for preventing COVID. These doctors say that thousands of deaths could have been avoided if ivermectin had been globally used earlier. My guest today is a member of a group of lawyers in India who wanna hold the World Health Organization accountable for suppressing the use of ivermectin and running a disinformation campaign against the drug. Dipali Oja, head of the legal cell of the Indian Bar Association, has signed and sent a 51-page legal notice to Dr. Sumya Swaminathan, chief scientist of the World Health Organization. Ms. Oja will be talking about the details of the notice, including the possibility of holding Dr. Swaminathan and the WHO accountable for, quote, each death caused due to your acts of commission and ownership. Welcome to Polly. Thank you, Christina, for having me on the show. So I want to start by talking about the circumstances that led to your sending this legal notice to her. It began with an infamous and deliberately timed tweet from what I gather. So why don't we talk about that first? Sure, sure. So it all started on 10th of May when there was news regarding announcement from government of Goa, a state in India, that uh, the government had decided to use ivermectin in the line of treatment for COVID patients. And uh, no sooner that this announcement was made, we had a tweet from Dr. Samya Swaminathan, who is the chief scientist at World Health Organization. And her tweet was like for a caution, cautioning all the readers against the use of ivermectin. Like she said that WHO is against the use of ivermectin except in clinical trials. So we at Indian Bar Association, we are a forum of lawyers and uh, we work towards the cause of bringing in transparency and accountability in judiciary and for protection of fundamental rights. And we follow the principle of don't see who is right, see what is right. So we, 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 we were like a bit puzzled, but confused that the government on one side is saying that they will be using ivermectin and it is followed by a tweet from the chief scientist of WHO with taking the exactly a contrary stand. So we decided to find what is the right position on this. And it was precisely at this point that our team at Indian Bar Association started researching and we decided to dive deeper into this subject of ivermectin and we found loads of data, loads of data. The deciding point came in when uh, we came across a public statement on the website of FLCCC, which is the frontline COVID care, critical COVID care alliance in, based in the US, led by Dr. Paul Marek and Dr. Pierre Corey, 
so uh, we came across the public statement which was against the disinformation campaign which is run by the public health organizations and that was the trigger point that we decided that we need to issue a legal notice to mr somya swaminathan for a tweet that was totally misleading and it was like not really good because it made an impact on all the people it, it was interpreted as who stand and people were confused as to how come there are the contrary stands well didn't it also prompt some states to uh withdraw their uh policy of using ivermectin to treat covid patients yes in fact uh, soon after the tweet from dr soumya swaminathan we got to know that the state of tamil nadu had withdrawn ivermectin from its protocol now i need to inform uh, the audience here that ivermectin continues even today to be part of the national protocol for covid management of india and uh, it is it is being allowed it is included in the national protocol for mild uh, patients with mild symptoms or those who are in home isolation so it was very striking it was very shocking that when the national protocol includes ivermectin how is such a tweet made so against the ivermectin and you made also in your legal notice when you were talking about this tweet she she backed up her tweet with a a document uh that merk with 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 a document that merk the the actual actually they they had the patent up until recently the patent has been, has expired they had the patent on ivermectin and you mentioned that she backed it up with the merk uh with the merk document as opposed to the who guideline document right could you explain the importance of that and what what the two documents what the difference is between what the two documents say right so uh she had embedded a link in the tweet which uh, was the a statement a company statement by pharmaceutical company merk dated 4th february 2021 and i will read out exactly what the words are in the statement the statement says no scientific basis for a potential therapeutic effect against covid-19 from preclinical studies point number 2 no meaningful evidence for clinical activity or clinical efficacy in patients with covid-19 disease and third a concerning lack of safety data in the majority of studies that's the merk document that is a merk document so this was embedded as a supporting document supporting her tweet the stand which she had taken now at one side we had the merk statement and on the other side we had the public statement by flccc and the third aspect of it is there is a living guideline published by world health organization which is in fact dated 31st of march 2020 wherein who has included the studies by the gdg group okay and the studies have the gdg group you have to explain who they are they are the guideline development group for the world health organization right 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 okay. so the the report has got uh, the explanation as to how gdg came up with a recommendation against using ivermectin for covid-19 so now our question was if the chief scientist has the report of who which is dated 31st of march 2021 why did she attach the report of 
pharmaceutical company merged statement which was a 4th february 2021 moreover we could find loads of data mountains of data which supported the use of ivermectin there were testimonies of doctors who said they have treated patients either you know where it was uh, administered as a prophylaxis or either for the treatment of the patients and in fact uh, we came across uh, around 3 to 4 cases in the united states where uh, patients who were at an advanced age and who were critically ill were brought back from the doors of death they were on ventilators on life supporting mechanisms but when ivermectin was included in their line of treatment i i, I need to make it clear that ivermectin in isolation might not be helpful this is entirely the domain of experts physicians and scientists but what i understand from the reading is it was included in the line of treatment and that helped save the life of patient so so we had these these startlingly striking incidents and this was the this is the genesis of the legal notice which we have issued to her okay so the flccc again they're a a group of a large number of of uh frontline doctors who are reporting who are gathering studies about the efficacy of ivermectin who are trying to get the word out to the world uh about um this this drug and how it should be used and so on and um you mentioned in your legal notice it was absolutely fascinating the details regarding how the world health organization reviewed the studies cherry picking information not looking at other things could you talk about that in order to back up their uh refusal to uh support the use of ivermectin could you talk about some of the things that they did um Yes so we have adopted the particular section in the public statement issued by FLCCC which explains how WHO has what what is their approach in analyzing or in arriving at a conclusion of not recommending ivermectin so we have taken the we have adopted the exact all, all the points which are mentioned in FLCCC we have adopted it and we have mentioned it in the notice and we have called called upon who to provide explanation to each fallacy that is being pointed out to each flaw that is being pointed out by flccc yeah Which, could you could you give us examples of of how they cherry pick the information or how they ignore information to achieve this this fraudulent stance of ivermectin is not safe uh yes it is it is it is more to do with the rating the quality of evidence i'm sure there are there are uh, there are categories like, like the parameters as to what is the reliability of the evidence so what the the standards which are applied by experts usually are very different from what the standards applied by who while they analyze the studies the trials data which was available and this is where the gap is as to what the scientists say what should be the scientific approach on uh, assessing the quality of evidence and what approach who has adopted well now let me ask you something their group uh their guideline development group who are these people i mean are these people frontline physicians treating covid patients 
Are they science? Who are these people? Uh, well, uh, we, we are yet to dive deeper into what, what is GDG all about, but we understand that um, the, the, the recommendations have come in from the sponsors. So this is, this is, a, this is a very, uh, you know, an area which our team is still exploring into. And we would like to understand more of, uh, you know, what, what, what GDG well, is. Well, I do know that the Gates Foundation is a major funder, besides the U.S., the second largest funder of a World Health Organization is the Gates Foundation. Are they part, uh, have they contributed people to this, uh, this guideline development group? For example, uh, we are we, we, we are we we are taking a look at it. Our team is still working on it, and maybe I can confirm on this later. Okay, so so let's talk about. I went through your, I went through your whole notice, and I made a list of all the every bit of malfeasance that you have outlined. Could you? Could you talk about each one? Because what you want to do is you want to hold uh, the WHO accountable for a series of things, starting with the tweet, right? The tweet being malfeasance because it's she's she's basically undermining the policy that the country has taken, and and she's she's fraudulently she's fraudulently. Um, prohibiting or or encouraging the prohibition of a life-saving drug correct right right yes so talk about the other things that that uh, the who and and dr swaminathan have done okay so one second so well, on this want, and i i'll i'll go through things and and you can comment okay so number okay. one that tweet is malfeasance because she's putting out this fraudulent information to discourage the use of a life-saving drug. So, so, and then she's abusing her position, right? To yes. adversely yes. influence people. So yes. who, who does the who adversely influence in India, for example? Who's paying attention to what the who says and doing what they say that should be done? So I would like to explain an incident. Immediately after Dr. Swaminathan, uh, Swaminathan had tweeted this against the use of ivermectin, there, were petition, there was a petition filed in the state of Goa where the petitioners complained as to how the state of Goa could include ivermectin in the line of treatment for COVID. Yes. Who how could they that petition? Uh, there, there, there are people from Goa. Actually, the judgment has just come in yesterday. So we, we need to have, uh, we just got a copy of the judgment and I need to have a look at it. So there was this petition and wherein uh, they had asserted as to how the state could include ivermectin when WHO has recommended against it. So this is how uh, the influence has been, the negative influence has been. But who submitted that petition in Goa? Do you know? Um, uh, just give me a minute. That's very interesting. And do you know what the judgment is? Is it in favor of or against? We, we, the judgment came in yesterday and we are in process of getting a copy. So maybe I'll, I just need some time to get the details. Okay. It has been reported in the newspaper here today. Okay. So, so we need to get the details. Because the question is, 
the people who submitted that petition in Goa, it's very interesting to find out who are those people who are um, basically petitioning on behalf of um, the who's, you know, the who's uh, recommendation against ivermectin. So, okay, so we've got, you know, adversely influencing people, including the public, medical doctors and scientists who impose the view that ivermectin should not be used prophylactically or for treatment, right? Right. And then you said something that really struck me. She, you said, uh, next criminal thing is she deliberately opted for the deaths of people uh, to achieve her ulterior goals. So yes. My question is, what are do you have any idea what the ulterior goals of the WHO are? Well, the ulterior goals are to suppress the information regarding effectiveness of ivermectin so that people stay deprived of this wonder drug. And as a consequence, they have to just let go of their life. That could be the ulterior motive. And there are, there are news reports like which uh, compare as to what is the progress made in the states which had included ivermectin in their line of treatment vis-a-vis -vis the states which did not include ivermectin in the line of treatment. And what are the results? Uh, we are studying the results. There are statistical data as far as the numbers are concerned as to, you know, uh, it's a comparison between the states, states which had used ivermectin and states which had not used ivermectin. And what are you finding? Uh, so, uh, it, it, it is, it is uh, concluded or rather it is suggested that states which used ivermectin have done better in terms of deaths and in terms of hospitalizations. So it's, it's definitely something to take a look at. Okay, so now the World Health Organization, their mandate, literally, I took this off of their website, is to work on global, global health challenges, which of course, right this is all right so why do you suppose it I, I mean clearly everything that you state in your in your uh, submission to her shows that they're behaving fraudulently why why do you think they are doing this what is the ultimate goal that the who is trying to protect or advance do you suppose oh well, uh, it is like uh, we, we could say that big farmers who have no interest in a drug like ivermectin could have their interest somewhere else. It could be in some drugs which are being manufactured now, the antivirals and the vaccines. So they would want people not to know more about effectiveness of ivermectin. That could be a reason why this is being suppressed. And and do you think that there are legal cases to be made against the vaccine makers uh, operating in India um, uh, as an attachment for well, this legal notice? Well, Christina, uh, we can we could keep vaccines for a later later discussion, maybe because we are yet to study in that area. Okay. Uh, okay. Vaccine. So so far, I've I've mentioned four things: the tweet as malfeasance. Okay putting out fraudulent information about ivermectin, uh, abusing her position to adversely affect people, deliberately opting for the deaths of people, okay? 
uh, and going against her medical ethics goals, uh, medical ethics and principles that she is bound to follow, right? Now, yes. This is another thing, colluding and bringing down the standards of the WHO. You mentioned that. Uh, misled and misguided people throughout the pandemic, and then inspired vicious attempts by people, including doctors, scientists, and leading public health agencies to suppress the effectiveness of ivermectin, which means that the WHO is colluding, you're implying in your, in your um, notice, that the WHO is actually operating as a syndicate with other public health agencies, uh, a criminal syndicate basically, working to suppress this life-saving information and distribution of ivermectin. So could you comment on that? I mean, is that what you see? I mean, that's, that's pretty scary stuff. Right. Um, now, can I can I just uh, update all the audience of one development? After this notice was being issued, uh, this notice was issued uh, for giving a fair chance to Dr. Soumya Swaminathan as per the principles of natural justice. You know, wherein uh, we we had said that uh, she had she had the act was wrong when she tweeted against the use of ivermectin. Uh, we are given to understand that this contentious tweet was deleted. She had deleted. She has deleted the I, I know. I tried to find it and I could not. So I right, don't. right. So uh, I would like to inform that deleting the tweet uh, will not really give any relief to her because uh, we have decided to go ahead and uh, launch prosecution against her. So in fact, uh, it speaks a lot when you delete a tweet, which is a point of contention, contention of the legal notice. It speaks a lot. So we are going ahead with uh, launching the prosecution against the sections which I have mentioned as per the Indian Penal Code and the Disaster Management Act. Okay, so could you talk, first of all, I, I see, you know, obviously, uh, I forget what the famous quote is, uh, a, lie, I, a lie can get around the world uh, before the truth can even get its boots on. And so her lie has been around the world, you know. Right. Uh, and so it's not going to retract. It's it's not going to stop the the what the damage that she's already done. So that's the basis of your your prosecution. So let, well, let's talk about the laws. Let's talk about the laws that you're invoking and saying are yes. have been broken. Uh, talk about each law and talk about each infraction of the law and what the possible punishment is for this. Yes, sure. So our expert team at Indian Bar Association has uh, come up with the sections which are attracted by her act. I would like to explain these to the viewers. Uh, these are not the exhaustive sections. Some sections, there is a possibility that some more sections can get added. The work is in progress. But uh, as of now, we have got the sections um, it is section 302 of the Indian Penal Code, which is punishment for murder. And now murder, I would like to uh, explain that it could be a cold-blooded murder or it could be a sudden provocation. So as per our committee, a charge of murder is attractive. And uh, it, is, it is mentioned that she had chosen to delete the tweet. So she has no defense at all. Now, I would like to uh, just... Uh, let, 
No, no, is that a murder? Is that murder count for each? How, how do you determine how many counts of murder are we talking about here? See, what, what, what we have decided is that, that there was an instance where uh, last week we got a call from a father and he said that his young, he had lost his young daughter to COVID and he, he maybe he, he got to read about this drug ivermectin and how it has helped save lives of people. So he, he was saying that was it possible that his daughter would have survived had she got the benefit of this drug ivermectin? Now, we do not know the answer. We do not know what the medical history was or what, what, what had happened, like what was her exactly condition was. So what we plan to do is we plan to uh, come up with a draft and post it on our website, which would have all the details of the draft of the complaint of prosecution. And anybody who has suffered the loss and who were deprived of this drug, ivermectin, could take that draft and file a prosecution. So it would be real cases where people have lost lives and who think that the loved one, the near one who has passed away could have been saved had ivermectin been trans administered on them. So this is how we plan to go yeah, as far as the murder charge is concerned. Yeah. And then there is section 304 of Indian Penal Code, which is for any, any act of commission or omission which causes death. So this is the charge under section 304. And then we have section 52 of Indian Penal Code, which says nothing is said to be done or believed in good faith, which is done or believed without due care and attention. What does and that mean? Then, what does that mean in plain English? So if a person who is expected to act with due care and caution and who does not act so, he cannot say that the act was done in good faith. Okay. Okay. Yes. I get it. Okay. And then we have section 120B, which is punishment for criminal conspiracy. So it is for all those who have joined hands, hands and minds to do this criminal offense. So that is for hatching the plan. So this is covered under section 120B. Then we have section 188 of the Indian Penal Code which is for, for refusal to follow the government guidelines and abetting others not to follow the rules which are being set. And then we have section 34 of the Indian Penal Code, which is for acts done by several persons in furtherance of a common intention. So several people who are acting in furtherance of a common cause, a common contention. This is as per the Indian Penal Code. Now we have Disaster Management Act Section 51, which says that whoever without a reasonable cause obstructs any officer or employee of the central government or the state government or a person authorized by the national authority or state authority or a district authority in charge of his functions. So anybody who is obstructing a government officer, be it a central government or state government, Okay, he is liable for punishment for obstruction under Section 51 of the Disaster Management Act 2005. So as of now, we have these sections which uh, we are charging with, charging her with, and there is likely that more sections get added. Also, we are considering, you know, who 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 all others need to be added as co-accused. So few people will get added. Also, there is a possibility that we add 
people as co-accused, along with Dr. Soumya Swaminathan. So you have you have unnamed co-conspirators yet to be named. Yes, we are we are working as to who who could be charged with or who could be made accountable. So that's interesting that you are charging the who with actually going up against the government of India. Yes, that's a big deal because. Um, that's like the WHO taking over healthcare decisions for Indian people, and they are um, adverse healthcare decisions that are undermining the Indian government's attempts to try and help its people uh, during this pandemic. That is that is deep, and that is very serious. That is very yes. serious. So what are the punishments for these uh, these types of crimes? Well, the punishment under Section 302 is punished. The, per, the person, if convicted, is punished with death or imprisonment for life, life imprisonment. So it has to be either death or life imprisonment. This is under Section 302. And uh, yes. Have you, and that's just for, that's just for all those deaths, right? That, that's right. not for going up against the Indian government and all that, right? Wow, she's in a lot of trouble if this goes forward. Do you think, do you think the government of India is going to back this, uh, your petition here? I mean, do you think that they agree with you and that the World Health Organization will not have the political clout to suppress this uh, this attempt? I mean, t could you talk about that? What do you think? Okay, so now we, we have uh, devised a multi-pronged strategy as to how at Indian Bar we uh, plan to go ahead with this. Uh, we are currently working on a, drafting a representation which we plan to submit to the government of India. This would be first one wherein we would uh, request them to consider using ivermectin not only as prophylaxis or not only for mild symptoms, but in treatment of serious symptoms, cases of hospitalized patients. This is one part of it. Our team is working on it. Second would be there is already a case, our, our Supreme Court, the Apex Court of India is already hearing clutch of petitions which are related to COVID management across the states, across the states of India. So uh, we plan to file an intervention application in the same, wherein we would request, we would pray the Supreme Court to consider ivermectin to be considered as a line of treatment for uh, not only as prophylaxis, even for the treatment of serious patients. And we also got to know that in the state of Maharashtra, there is a public interest litigation file to include for this uh, drug ivermectin as a prophylaxis so that uh, you know we could get the pandemic under control and we could start with the economic activities and we plan to file an intervention in this petition too so this is what uh, we have uh, devised strategy as of now the strategy could be evolved to include some other steps also yeah well, so that that is, that is how we plan to approach now you have sent this you have copied 
a just about everybody. You've cc'd the president and the prime minister of India, the governors yes. of all the states, minister of home affairs, minister of health and family welfare, the intelligence bureau, chief ministers of all states of India. I mean, a lot of director of the National Institute of Virology, the list goes on and on. I was just wondering if you heard from any of those. Do you have any statements of support from any of those uh, quarters that you have CC'd on this? I'm yet to hear from them. I'm yet to hear from them. We're early days still. I mean, this is yes. a- Yes, it is just, yeah. We have, we have uh, sent a copy to them around 28th, 28th of May, 20, 26th, 27th, when it was circulated to everyone. So we hope to hear from them. You know, it was interesting when you were talking about the deaths and the, and the causing of, and, and how ivermectin has actually worked. It was interesting that you listed a number of U.S. cases where older people were dying in hospitals. One, one woman was actually on a ventilator and she, her family had to go to court to um, force the hospital to give her, she had a dose of ivermectin and she started to perk up. And then the hospital said, oh no, we're not gonna give her any more. And so her family had to go to court and force the uh, hospital to continue giving her ivermectin and she, um, she got better. And you have yes. several, several astonishing cases like that. And it's interesting because um, I don't think it's generally known. People are talking about ivermectin as part of an early treatment, early COVID treatment package, not something that's to be used, um, you know, in the later stages of COVID. But so you you've provided some, actually some striking examples that that I wasn't aware of, and that really bolster the case for this for this drug, you know. So my question to you is. Um, what about the press? What's going on with the press and uh, the coverage of the use of ivermectin and whether it's good or not to use? What's going on with the major outlets like the Hindu or, you know, I don't know, you tell me, how does how is the press been treating this? Uh, well, uh, today, uh, we we found news covering this legal notice in uh, two newspapers here in India uh, over here, and we are yet to actually see whether it is covered in other newspaper. It has appeared today, so our team is uh, you know right now uh, just checking on whether it has been reported in other media also. So it has come in the print media now, and. Um, well, we don't see much. We don't read much about ivermectin in the media. And um, I, I, I would like to narrate a very surprising incident. The day we circulated the notice, you see the notice, the soft copy had links to a lot of articles that I have mentioned in the notice, right? Yes. Surprisingly, just a day after, I could see four links which did not show the content immediately after, after the notice was being issued and it was circulated, yes. So Indian Bar Association came up with a press release on uh, May 26th. And there we have, in, as a concluding para of the press release, we have mentioned that um, this was being noted that the, the links were disabled. The content was either moved or deleted. And after circulation, a day after the press release was circulated, the content had come back. 
so the links were working again so you see there is a deliberate attempt in the media too to suppress any news regarding ivermectin so like when this notice was circulated i think they were sure that many people would read more about ivermectin and uh, probably that was the reason why they blocked or moved the content so this is the situation well you understand i'm doing this um interview with you about ivermectin and this interview violates youtube policies uh against um the against putting out disinformation on and they specifically include ivermectin as okay. a as a an effective drug okay? okay so youtube i have this this interview cannot be posted on youtube because okay. of what we're discussing we have to go post it on bitshoot and other um, obviously i have i have lots of other platforms that it's going to go on but as we sit here talking about this we know that this is going to be censored this conversation is going to be censored even though and this is the thing that keeps blowing my mind right lives that are being wasted people who are dying and yes. you know i it's it's just mind boggling to me and which is why i'm i'm so glad that you have done this but i think that you're going to have a very um big challenge here uh and i i'm very curious to, to see what quarters the challenges are going to come from within india i'm very interested to see what the government of india how they're going to respond to this because we know that certain states have been successful there in india and right. um, by the way there have been reports about covid spiking again in india right what is going on with that do you know i mean is that really okay. is that really happening uh well that is what we get to know from the media that there is a spike in the cases but at the same time the situation differs across the states like we see the reports changing i mean showing variation daily a particular state is showing a spike on a particular time and the other states are not vice versa so you see it's like pretty uh, it's difficult to come at a conclusion what exactly the yeah, situation yeah i mean confusion also is is excellent for things like suppression of of information on on ivermectin i i thought it was very interesting you the flcc this group of doctors um they posted something that i thought was so interesting about the the political economic disinformation surrounding um surrounding information about life saving things like co like ivermectin they talked about i i and i just want to run these by you and tell me in your legal notice as you were drafting your legal notice um examples of you discovering these tactics being used they they named five tactics one tactic is called the fake it's called conduct counterfeit science and pass it off as legitimate research so my question to you is have you in drafting this legal notice 
notice that the who and other people who were supporting this this uh, this campaign against ivermectin are they putting forth fraudulent science uh, and fraudulent research to support their position? Uh, like there's this one thing that strikes me, you know. There is a position taken by WHO when it says why it doesn't support ivermectin. Whereas there is a contrary position where there is loads of data and the scientists on this side, the doctors, physicians on this side are supporting its use. Okay. And the underlying explanation is based on science. So for me, somebody who is not from the science background, what I feel is how can science be different? science of WHO or science as followed by WHO and science which is followed by this group, scientists. How can it be different, right? Science has to be science. This is logic is a logic. So as a common person, as somebody who is not from the science background, this is, this is I, I find very surprising. So, and then the FLCC team has, has uh, explained very well as to what are the gaps, what are the lacuna in WHO following a particular science and the real science. So it is for us- an entire paper about the fallacies in the, yes. uh, the, uh, the guidelines. They, they did right, a, whole, right. uh, a whole rebuttal of these, of these guidelines, you know? Yes. But, but what's, what's fascinating to me is these doctors, they're not just scientists, you know, in lab. These are the doctors actually treating patients. They're getting their information from treating a pool of patients. Right. That's the thing. It's that is where the rubber meets the road right there. Okay, does it work or doesn't it work? I'm dealing with all these sick people. Are they getting better or aren't they? It's so clear. It's so concrete. Yes. They are on ground and they're actually handling patients. Yes. They, they are themselves handling patients. They are helping patients recover and, you know, and it's what's fascinating to me is they have, I mean, they have the hubris, these organizations, these public health agencies that you're talking about as the, as the syndicate criminal syndicate putting out. I mean, I was talking to a Senator who had held a hearing on on early treatment and ivermectin and so on and they the he was talking about how a a doctor was brought in to contradict what all these frontline doctors were saying about the use of ivermectin and they brought in this dr jaw who uh was saying oh no blah 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 and then in the end he was at and then he was asked at one point how many patients have you treated and guess how many patients he treated? Zero. <laughs> That's shocking. I mean, so it's 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 just it, it's it's really it feels like a conspiracy to me. Okay, let's go on to okay. We have the fake, right? Conducting some counterfeit science and passing it off as legitimate research. Now we have the blitz. It's called harass scientists speaking out with results inconvenient for industry. So my question to you is, industry being the pharmaceutical industry, my question to you is, 
have you run across physicians and scientists and so on who have had problems because they are supporting the use of ivermectin? Actually, uh, we our team will be speaking to the doctors and to the physicians who have treated the patients. We are uh, our team is working on it. So let's see what the data says, what the feedback says. Okay. So the third one is the diversion. That's manufacture uncertainty about the science where little or none exists. So that's that speaks to the entire campaign that uh, the WHO and and uh, Dr. Swaminathan is, is putting out. I mean, basically, if she's saying, you know, that I'm from the WHO, I'm their chief scientist, and I say it doesn't work. So, you know, everybody has to doubt this drug. So that that one's pretty, that one's pretty clear. The next one. But then is, that, is, go that, ahead. That, 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 that is not an acceptable position. Only because it is coming from WHO, we cannot be accepting it. If we think that it is something unscientific, it is uh, not as per the logic, and it is even a man of ordinary intelligence is questioning as to how can this position be correct. Well, then, let me ask then, you something. What is her background? I mean, does, does her background give her the expertise to assess whether this drug is good or not? What is her background? What's her training? Uh, well, uh, we, 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 we understand she, she is a medical doctor. She's a pediatrician, right? Yes, she, she has done a master's MD in pediatrics and medical doctor and MD. And uh, she has been a former director general of ICMR, Indian Council of Medical Research. And now wow. she's the chief scientist. And what is the ICMR's position on ivermectin? Do you know? ICMR uh, has issued a statement or the protocol issued by ICMR includes ivermectin. So that is the national protocol. And even the government of India, which has issued the clinical guidelines as latest as May 24th, includes ivermectin. So it's totally a contradictory position when, when ICMR is including it in the national protocol. Ms. Dr. Soumya Swaminathan is saying do not use ivermectin. And she used to so, be part of that? She used to be head of it? Yes, she's ex-director uh, general of ICMR. That's kind of shocking right there. That's if I recollect correctly, it was around 2017. She had served as DG uh, in 2017. I need to cross-check though, but as far as my memory goes, it is it was around 2017. Let me ask you something. What is she getting out of this, do you think? Well, I think uh, she is the face of who for India. So I see uh, her coming on a lot of platforms and wherein uh, she shares her views on uh, vaccines, on drugs like remdesivir, ivermectin. And in fact, my notice covers one such interview that she had given to a YouTube channel, Mojo Story, on 16th of May, where she continued her disinformation against ivermectin where the host of the show had, uh, you know, reconfirmed her stand that, okay, this is the drug which WHO has said, no, do not use it, but still it is being used in India. So this is how the campaign is being executed. Oh, by so the way, I saw that interview and you quote parts of that interview in your, um, in your 
notice. I'll tell you the thing that really lit my hair on fire was when she said, first she was saying, do not use ivermectin. You know, it has not gone through clinical trials. It's it's not a good drug. So on the, And she goes, and uh, if you can't, I, I'm paraphrasing here, but if you can't get access to vaccines, consider you're wearing a mask, your vaccine. And I, I can't even explain to you, I, this is a physician, this is a woman who's trained to treat children, children, who makes a statement like that. And yes. I, it, it, felt, it felt to me like it smelled like corruption to me. <laughs> That's the only thing I can say. You know, it, it, it really, uh, that, that kind of disturbed, oh yes, uh, you know, um, your masks are the vaccine if you can't get one. You know, and meanwhile, don't use this drug that's been saving lives. Okay, so um, here's the next one. It's called The Screen, by credibility through alliances with academia and professional science, science societies. So that speaks to, again, the FDA and CDC are on board with this stuff too, you know? So um, who else do you think, the, who is the World Health Organization? Who else are they um, getting in bed with? I noticed by the way, talk about that and talk about the National Institutes of Health and what happened with them because they were in bed with this group and then all of a sudden they weren't. They sort of backed off. Uh, that was in January 2021 when they changed their uh, recommendation to neutral for ivermectin. Do you think they so saw the writing? The was against. So the FLCC statement also says about how uh, you know it is the WHO stance is not in sync with what NIH says because now uh, after 14th of January 2021, NIH has taken a neutral stand. It is neither for nor against ivermectin. I think that's a very interesting stance. Yes. I mean, because that's not a life-saving stance either. It's it's uh, it's almost a, the neutral stance gets them out of any hot water that they might get into as who is in right now for you know promoting something that can actually promote deaths of people. But by the same token, they're not trying to save any lives either. You know, so that's that's kind of interesting. So who would you say? Besides the World Health Organization, who, who are the, the biggest perpetrators of all this besides the World Health Organization? Who are they holding hands with in your estimation? Uh, well, it, uh, it's a big pharma. So the pharma companies who would have their interest in you know, coming up with the drugs and uh, having you know, people as the assured markets who would be consuming the drugs because already there is a lot of fear mongering. So people are waiting. There is some drug in the market which is proved to be effective. Everybody would want to, you know, go and have it and just ensure that their life is safe. So it's like a, a very big proposition for the big pharma. So big farmers would have an interest. Um, what do you what do you think of the Gates Foundation in terms of you know the Gates Foundation has a long history of operating in India. Uh, yes. Do you think they are liable as well, or they could be liable? Let's put it that way. 
we we are undertaking studies we are studying you know what the gates foundation uh, you know their interests are their holdings in the world health organization and their what could be their interests so okay so we're looking into that too we, we are looking at it okay it's, it's like pretty early on to comment that's why i would just uh, you know well, i can't wait to have you back on in a few months <laughs> this is going to be very interesting so I'm going to go back to the fifth. Uh, so we had the fake, you know, counterfeit science, passing off counterfeit science as legitimate research, the blitz, harassing scientists and doctors, uh, the diversion, manufacture uncertainty about science, the screen by credibility through these alliances um, with academia and professional societies. And the last one is called the fix which is manipulate government processes to influence the policy inappropriately. So this is that this goes back to the second uh, law that you were talking about, correct? Where they're trying to get the government to withdraw or various the state governments or the government to withdraw its support of ivermectin. So do you think that this is do you think they're going to be successful with this? I mean, where do you, how do you think the WHO generally is viewed in Italy, in, in India right now? Um, well, we are hopeful that when the, we put up the representation to government of India, uh, we will get a positive response from them because we have a lot of data which supports how ivermectin has helped save lives of people and helped reduce the hospitalization cases of patients, of severely ill patients. So let's see how it goes after we put up the representation and have a word with the government of India. So moving forward right now, what do you hope is going to happen? What are the next steps? What's the timeline in your view? How are things, how are things going to move forward? Okay, so as I have mentioned, we have multi-pronged strategy and we would be rolling out our action in a parallel fashion. It would not mean that we execute step one and wait for step two. It would be happening parallelly. So as I said, we would start with the, the putting up representation to the government of India and filing intervention applications to the matters which are already being heard in courts of law in India. And uh, we, we, we have a team of who, who is motivated and who, who certainly would want to work and get results much faster because each day is causing, would People help us dying. see a lot of deaths, right? So there is a need to act urgently on this. So we would be doing it as fast as we can. So are you are you submitting um, petitions in, in uh, courts all across the country in all the states of India? How many states are there in India, by the way? 29. Okay. So are you submitting in all states or how, how does that work? How, how are you getting, does each state have its own autonomy and they make their own decisions about whether ivermectin should be used or not? And how does the federal government uh, affect that? Right, so to answer your question, uh, we witnessed like there were cases which were filed related to COVID management across the states. So the Supreme Court of India, which is the apex court, it had Suomoto taken all the cases of high courts and it decided that it will hear all the matters together so that there is a consistency in the decision that is being made. 
and uh, the matter is subjudice the court is still hearing the matter so now it is happening at the apex court it is not across the courts oh so they're actually determining whether or not for example ivermectin can be used nationally ivermectin point the the i i, I think ivermectin is not uh, being considered right now by the supreme court that is not there is no case or any matters filed as such there are matters uh, regarding drugs like management of remdesivir oxygen and similar drugs Remdesivir is not the, the big thing. The two big things apparently are hydroxychloroquine with zinc and ivermectin. So it's almost like, you know, consider this, but not that. I mean, right? I mean, there are, there are differing views. Like it, there are the, like plasma therapy, remdesivir, which hydroxychloroquine, which there are diverse reports. Some say that they are effective. Some say they are not effective. So right right all confusion all around so but okay so let's go back to ivermectin though how do you get a nationwide uh consensus on ivermectin so uh it would be like wider dissemination of awareness of knowledge of ivermectin and getting people to know that there exists an effective drug which could cure patients and which could help prevent contracting covid 19 so again, this will be happening parallelly with, along with the representation and along with the interventions that we file. So there is, there is a need to have increased level of awareness among people regarding ivermectin who would themselves join in the cause that we have taken up. So are you working with any other Indian organizations to, to promote this uh, legal action? or to get this legal so we we are our mailbox is flooded with mails after this notice was widely circulated on social media we have flood of emails across the world from all over the countries yes and people have actually shared a lot of information in fact our, one few of our team members are working on you know categorizing the information and the information is uh, ranging from vaccines to ivermectin and to many other things which uh, could, might might not be appropriate to discuss right now but we are categorizing it you know and so, so in a sense your your legal notice and anything that you do moving forward is almost like a template for what could be done in other countries right. yes and we we would certainly uh, you know join in like we would uh, definitely want, would want people to join us in this movement and uh, take it ahead so it could be much effective and much faster and much, uh, you know, that would be a right approach. Well, and it would, save, it would save lives. So we've run out of time, but um, I do want to stay in touch. And um, as things unfold and developments occur, I would love to have you back on to discuss you know the updates so certainly, certainly. Yes. in the meantime I would like to be in touch with you Steve. okay thank you so, so thank, thank you, you so thank you for having me sure. thank you long live the